Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. How are we doing? Can you hear me okay? Oh, that's great. Hey, can you guys do me a favor? Can you guys move in for me? Can you move into the center sections for me, please? That'd be really nice to me. Don't do that. You know something, otherwise I'll just... Actually, I'll have to cast the devil into you. <laughs> and then what I'm going to have you do is I can... Then I'll get you to, then I'll get you to move. Because I, you, can always get, you can always get demons to do what you want them to do. Sometimes you can't get Christians to do what you want them to do. So what you do is you just, you just actually... Uh, uh, you actually just do that. So how are you tonight? It's so, or today, today. It's not somewhere. You know, it's not somewhere. It's already, I mean, in England, I, oh, oh my friend uh, Rick, it's already for him. It's, it's like 8, 8.30 at night. So um, did you have a nice weekend? Wasn't that nice? I mean, it was real nice. The weather was nice, kind of nice yesterday. And a little bit, it's getting nicer all the time now. And then it's going to kind of start blazing for you in another six weeks or so. And then you'll have that for about eight or nine weeks. And, and then uh, you'll have all those crazy people from up north coming here all the time. And they'll be here. But have you, how many of you have ever used your GPS? Do you use your GPS? Do you, do you use that? Did you ever kind of like use your GPS? You put in stuff inside your GPS and all of a sudden what it did was it told you to go somewhere crazy. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. That, I, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking, man, sometimes my GPS kind of like does some crazy things. But do you realize in life that we have GPSs just as well? We don't really realize that, you know, how can you ever get where you want to go unless you choose or unless you actually plan to be able to get there? See, you know what you're doing right now. You know what you're going to do probably in about an hour or two hours or four hours when I let you go. <laughs> you're probably going to know. You're thinking, oh, no, you're not doing that. Huh? Well, we'll see who's going to jump first. You know? so, but, but you know you know what you're going to do in an hour. You know what you're going to do in a couple hours. You know where you're going to be tonight. You, you know how to pretty much get there. But have you ever thought about where you're going to be next year? Or in two years now, from now, or five years. Have you ever thought about where you want your life to be, where you want your business to be, where you want your marriage to be, how you want your kids to be, how much money you want to have? Isn't it an amazing thing that everybody, I mean, you know, the number one New Year's resolution that there is, is what? I want to do what? You want to what? Yes, number one, number one New Year's resolution. But how long do people be resolute about that? <laughs> Two weeks is kind of a step up. No, by the first week, most people are actually finished with that whole idea. They just gave up their whole, their whole GPS, their old God positioning system. They gave that whole thing up by that, by that amount of time. But if you think about where you want to be, in a year, 
in three years or five years? What do you need to do in order to make that happen? I don't know about you, but I've thought about that. I've discovered, one of the things I've discovered, and Pastor spoke about it just a moment ago, one of the things I've discovered is that if in fact I was really going to be everything that I needed to be, before I came to Christ, before I came to Christ, I was nobody. After I came to Christ, I was nobody. But now I'm happy about being nobody. Before I was miserable. Before I was trying to kill myself being nobody. At least now I, I, I want to stay alive to do everything that I need to do. You know, the Bible tells us all about that. That if what we do is that we put God first, then everything else will be fine. Take a look at Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 33, he said, and he'll give you all you need from day to day if you live for him and you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. So, so, I mean, really, it's not like what you need to do is you need to stay home all the time and make sure that you pray. You know, you're going to pray all night long. No, you have to go to work because the Bible tells us if a man doesn't work, neither does he. Yeah, and you remember, you just, you know, how can you not keep your New Year's resolution if, in fact, you don't eat, you know? So, I mean, you know, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. So we realize that what we need to do is we need to actually put God's kingdom first. We've discovered that. But also something else I've found to be true in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29. And the reason why, by the way, I want you to know this. The reason why that I tell you numbers, where something's at, what it says there, the reason why that I tell you that is so that when the devil comes to you, because he's not going to talk to you right now, he's going to wait till you leave. He's not going to tell you, he's not, if I'm here, he's not going to tell you anything except for you hate me. I mean, other than that, he's really not going to tell you very much. But other than that, other than that, he's going to wait until you leave, till you get where you're by yourself. And then what he's going to do is he's going to try to beat your brains out when you're all by yourself. He's not going to do it in, in a crowd. He's not going to do it amongst your tribe. He's not going to be like Pastor mentioned with your company. He's not going to do it there. What he's going to do is he's going to wait until he has you by yourself. And when he gets by yourself, then what he does, he starts talking to you. Well, you know, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing how Jesus dealt with hell when hell started talking to him. Hell started talking to him when he was alone. And when he was alone, Hell said, you know, if you're the son of God, he said, change these stones into bread. He said, well, I'm hungry. Haven't eaten for 40 days. P.S. 40 nights. I mean, I just haven't eaten. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus said, look, he said, it is written. See, so I want to tell you where it's at so you know what you're talking about so that he doesn't trip you up. Don't you remember the first mistake that was ever really made? The first mistake that was made, so the tempter says to, to the girl, he says to her, he says, you know, he said, has God really said? Did God really say that? And she said, oh, yeah. She said, he not only said that, but let me tell you something else he said. Because people's stories, you know, remember the fish you caught, the one that was this big? 
You know, you caught that fish. The stories just keep getting bigger no matter what happens. I mean, that fish is like 400 feet long. It's like, oh, yeah, that fish, oh, man, I just, that fish was like huge. And, and, and I caught it, with, I caught it with, some, uh, with some line that I got at Walgreens. That's all I got. I did. And everybody's going, no, I'm not really sure. So I want to tell you where things are so that you know, so that you can go there and then you can deal with him on your own. But I found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse number 18, it says, well, there is no vision. Well, you don't know where you're going. He said that the people perish. You don't know where you're going. You're not thinking about it. You're not planning for it. Isn't it funny that actually people take more time planning their vacation? You know, Miss Jeannie, she works, you know, at the travel agency and does all of this huge travel. She helps Linda and I and Pastor Chris and Liz. And, and she, you know, people spend more time planning a vacation than they ever do planning who they marry. They spend more time planning their vacation than they do in planning their life. It's, an, it's a funny thing. And you know what? That vacation comes off perfect because they planned it. And that life stinks because they didn't. And so you have to know this. You know, here Solomon writes this down. And he says, without a vision, you know, if you don't know where you're going, if you haven't called the travel agent, if you haven't spent your time thinking about this thing, he said what happens is, is that all of the things that you wanted to do fall down. He said, but now, but he that keeps within those borders, you just keep it right. He said, you'll be happy. I like what this translation says. It's the God's Word translation. It, it says this. It says, without prophetic vision, people run wild. You see? It, unless Here's what happens to people. Is that if you don't really have something you're training for, something that you're getting ready for, if you don't really have that, what happens is, is all of a sudden you start eating the wrong stuff. You start hanging the wrong, with the wrong people. You start, you're, not, you're not sleeping enough. You're spending too much time watching TV. You're not really spending enough time learning the kind of things you need to learn. You're just not putting yourself in that place where you do. And notice what he said. Without a prophetic vision, if you don't know. How many of you have ever trained to do like a 5K or a 10K race or anything? Is that, has anyone ever do that? It, it, anybody ever run at all except for running from the police? I used to do that. <laughs> they just, you know, just run at all. Say, yeah, so what happens is, is that, you know what, you can't just all of a sudden go out there and start training and then shove Twinkies in your mouth when you get back. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, I love Twinkies. And never forget Creedence Clearwater Revival and Susie Q. Just never forget, never forget her. You know, I mean, just, just the Susie Q's. I mean, I just, man, I would eat those, man, those little Dolly, those little Dolly Madison things, those, those raspberry zingers. I loved raspberry zingers. I would drink a quart of chocolate milk and eat me six raspberry zingers. Man, that was just like, that was like a day with great sunshine, man. Go get, I was getting up, but you know what? I couldn't run. Because unless you plan for it, you can't get anywhere. I mean, it's really funny how you do it. But now notice that. He says, but blessed are those who follow God's teachings. If, if I know where I'm going, if I'm planning on my way to get there, if I know what's going to happen, then, 
You know something? Everything seems to work out just fine because I'm ready to do it. You know, I couldn't wake up this, I couldn't wake up this morning and get upset over the fact that I didn't lose the weight that I wanted to lose yesterday because I weigh every day. I couldn't really do that because I ate right before I went to bed. So if you want to lose weight, you can't eat really after 7 o'clock. You just can't. You just, you just, there's no way you can. If what you want to do is you want that scale to be different in the morning, you can't eat after 7. That's just it. And you also got to give up the taters. You just can't really, you, you got to give up the starches. You just got to give those things up. So if you, if you want to stop at McDonald's on the way out and get yourself some of those greasy, greasy French fries that taste so good, you put so much salt on those things, and I, I could just lick the salt. It just, uh, I mean, I'd be like a deer in the wintertime in upper Wisconsin just enjoying that. But, but, you know, if I wanted to lose weight, I couldn't do that. It just doesn't happen. Do you know that God has actually given us a vision for him? He said, here's a vision I want you to have for your life. And I found this in two places. And you might want to adopt this in, in some of your thinking. And those things are just, just this. It's, it's trusting God and loving people. Everyone say it. Trusting God and loving people. Say it again. Trusting God and loving people. I found that to be true. Do you know something? We made a big mistake. And girls, you'll know this more than the boys will. Because boys lie. It's true. But you know there's only one thing worse than boys lying? Girls love to be lied to. They just love it. They, they, they believe them. They know they're lying. They believe them anyway. It's just, I mean, it's just like the way to, they just want somebody to just talk to them. Just talk to me. Lie to me, but talk to me. My goodness gracious. You know, so here, so what we've made, well, here's our mistake. This is the reason why that God's given us this vision. Our problem is, is that we have been loving God and trusting people. When he told us, to trust God and to love people. Somehow, did you ever get the wires crossed? You got the green one and the red one. The only problem was, was that you put the red one in the green slot and you put the green one in the red slot. And guess what happened? Kaboom! It, there was just a big explosion. In the book of Proverbs chapter 3, it tells us this. He said to trust in God or trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Everything about you, the whole thing, front to back, side to side, top to bottom, just everything. He said, he said, do it with all your heart. Man, get excited about it and just do it. You know what? God's going to work this situation out. I don't really know. It's like Pastor mentioned this morning when he talked about it. He said, you know, hey, you know something? If you put God first, then the car payment's his responsibility. You put the car payment in front of God, then guess what? The car payment's your responsibility. It's the way that it goes. It's just kind of like, you know, it, it's just like that. And so here, he said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Hey, look, I don't understand this. Why? Well, I, I just don't get it. I don't need to get it. I'm not even upset about not getting it. I'm just not going to, I don't care about not getting it. He told me I didn't have to get it. 
I don't have to understand it. I just need to trust him instead of trusting somebody else. That's all I really need to do. And then, and then the other part about loving people is this. And it's a, loving people is an art. It's an art. It's either ignorance or an art. So I choose it to be an art. But loving people, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 8, the Bible says this, having fervent love, having fervent love for one another. He said, because love covers a multitude of sins. Girls, you know that, doesn't it? Stuff you can't erase, though, is there? No, that's because love covered a multitude of sin. You see, when you're in love with somebody, it's easy to cover sins. But when you love somebody, it may not necessarily be. You know, when marriages break up, marriages don't break up because people don't love each other. Marriages break up because people no longer like each other. And see, what happens is, is that he said here, he said, above all things, have fervent love for one another. Man, when you first meet somebody, boy, I'm telling you what, all you can see is their good points. Good points are the things that draw you to people. Bad points is what repels you from people. If you know a person's good points, that good po those good points will bring you toward them. And you will only be able to stay if you can handle their bad ones. But you don't see those right away. Those take time. You know, those really do take time. So what, what the Apostle Peter tells us here is this. He said, you know what? You've got to just live in your relationship with people as though it was the first day. But don't trust them. Love them. But don't trust them. See... I can, I will accept you no matter where you are. That doesn't mean that I'll approve of where you are. I accept what you've done. I mean, I got no problems with that. Hey, look, each and every one of us, we've had our own deal. I mean, you know, you know I, I like what Jesus said that one time. He said, okay, let him, let him, that has never done anything wrong. Let him throw the first rock. Everybody turns around, walks away. You want to break up a mob? That's exactly how you do it. You just say, man, whichever one of you guys never did anything wrong, okay, you just, you toss the first one. I'll toss the next one. You know, God never tosses a rock at you. Interesting thing. So loving people, see, I can accept a person but remember this, I don't approve of them because I already can stay happy by making sure I stay in the lane. You stay in your lane. You stay in your lane. God said he's given you a lane. Here, this is what you believe. This is what you don't believe. This is what you accept. This is what you don't accept. But, but the truth of it is, is that as long as somebody stays within the, the confines of here, then I'm good. The moment you get out of here, I'll go and rescue you but that doesn't mean that I'll be with you. It means I'll rescue you. So we trust God. We don't trust people. So that is really the vision that God's given to us 
for our lives is that we, we trust God and we love people. But you know, I've been thinking about the church, your church, your church. Say, this is my church. Well, that's a real important thing to understand. It's not, it's not Chris's church or, or Liz's church, not pastor's church. It's your church. It's my church. It's my hallway. That's my bathroom. That's my paint on the walls. That's my parking lot. That's my stuff. That's what I'm responsible for. Instead of just thinking that, you know, pastor's supposed to be running around with a lawnmower on Tuesday because what in the world does he do, you know, with his time? He chases around those silly people that you've been trusting instead of trusting God. That's what he does. That's what he does. I can tell you what he does. I know what he does. Because all of us do it. I've pastored for 36 years. I know. And the same wild people. They're wild. Boy, I'll tell you what. You know, sheep are wild. They get led out of the they get led out of the paddock all the time. I mean, just there's just something comes down and they move with everything. Anything shiny, they just move with it. So I I know all about it. But I was thinking about relevant, and I was thinking, what in the world, if I was actually going to define relevant, what could I define it as? What would I say that the vision for relevant really was? And I thought of three things. The first thing was. Find your place. Find your place. For you to be able to find your place, the second thing was discover your purpose. And the third thing was to unlock your potential. Everyone say potential. Say it again. Do you know what potential means? You haven't done anything. Potential means you haven't done anything yet. Oh, they've got a lot of potential. That just means they haven't done anything. And it's unlocked. The reason why you say, when a person, you, you hear a person say, well, you know, unlock your potential. Do you know why? Because your potential is locked. That means you haven't done anything yet. And so unlocking your potential is, is first you find your place. Second, you discover your purpose. What has God created you for? Thirdly, unlocking that thing that's on the inside of you. You, you are supposed to be a thousand times more than you've ever experienced. God has created you for greatness. You know, Proverbs 22, 29, an interesting verse says this. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. And I'm thinking, wow. Stand before kings. God has chosen every one of us. No, there's nobody left in this room left out. Just think of how many people have never heard what you hear. And God chose them to stand before kings? No, he didn't. He chose you to stand before kings. You're supposed to be the voice of God in the halls of parliament. You're supposed to be walking the streets. The reason why that people don't know where they're going is because they never put on their GPS. They never put on their God positioning system. They just never put it on. So they wander. They go from one thing to another thing. They just don't know. Man, when, before I knew Jesus, I had absolutely no clue what was going to happen in my life. No clue. Didn't know anything. Man, when I met Jesus, man, my life just went like a rope. The minute I met Jesus, man, I knew, I knew who I was. I knew who I wasn't. 
Remember this. Never forget this. Is God will always tell you who you are. Hell will always tell you who you're not. Always. Any negative thoughts you have, God did not bring that to you. God never said, God has never discouraged you one time yet. Never. And so what I discovered was, I discovered all of those things to be true. The minute I, I gave my heart to Christ, man, my life went like a rope. It was straight. I wasn't zigzagging around anymore. I wasn't jumping from one thing to another thing. Man, I have had, since I've become a Christian, but before I became a Christian, I'll say it like this. I had like seven or eight jobs in four years. After I was a Christian, I've only had two jobs since I've been a Christian. I worked for UPS, then I, went in the, then, then I was kicked into the ministry. That's a feat, getting kicked in. But you know what? What in the world? If this is my vision, finding my place, discovering my purpose, unlocking my potential, what about my own life then? What about me? You see, I'm interested in you. you you're the church. What happens with you? You know, if someone doesn't teach us something, we don't know it. And a lot of times what happens is we're kind of embarrassed that someone has never taught us and we just don't know about it. You know, we, we, we didn't, we've never had people talk us, to us about money. We don't know about money. What, what do I invest in? What, what about my future? Do I do a, what kind of account do I have for my 401k? Do, do I, what kind of IRA do I use? Do I use a Roth IRA? Do I use this other kind? What, what kind of things do I do? Do I, do I have a 403B? Do I use a 409A? Do I, I've never had, you know, you don't have people talk to you about that stuff, and we're all embarrassed. Then guess what happens? Over 65% of people that retire in America have zero money at retirement because nobody talked to them about money. You realize that you can become a millionaire just by about, you know, 10 bucks a week? Just become a millionaire, just like that. People have no money. Then all of a sudden, the moment that they stop working, guess what happens? Nobody ever hears them. They never hear from them anymore. Whatever happened to really old people? They're not dead. You just don't hear about them anymore. It's a funny thing. See, God wants us to know where we're going. So I want to just teach you for a few minutes about casting your dreams. How do I cast my dream? My dream, my dream. What about my dream? What about my dream? You know, each and every one of you has a dream. God dreams his dreams inside you. He's put that dream inside there. And now what you have is that you have a timer. The timer is a timer that actually is ticking down. We call it time. Each and every person in this room, we've been allotted a certain amount of time. We've been allotted 
a certain amount of heartbeats. We've been allotted all of those things, and God placed his dream inside you and then said, okay, now you do this dream. Do this. And for a while, you get excited about it, and you, you think about it, and you, you talk about it for a little while. This is what I want to do. I've known people without exaggeration. I've known people for that 36 years or 37 years or whatever it is. I've known people that were were talking about their dream 37 years ago, and they are no better today 37 years later than they were that day. See, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm telling you about life. I've learned it. I've lived that already. So I can tell you that I, I look at that and I go, why didn't things ever happen? I want to tell you why. Here's number one. Number one is, remember this, hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you ever promise anyone anything, then what you do is you keep your promise. If you gave your word, you keep your word. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Stop making people sick. If you give your word, keep your word no matter what. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when a desire comes, it's a tree of life. So if in fact you've given your word to someone, and that means that someone has given their word to me, if in fact the people would have ever done for me what they said they were going to do, my life would be different. If you ever give your word, keep your word to somebody, no matter what that means. Number two, number two, and this is so important, Always under-promise and over-perform. Always, always under-promise, over-perform. If it's supposed to be done on Friday, get it done on Wednesday. Isn't it really funny? Isn't it really funny that you can, you can take something and somebody say, oh boy, this is going to be four weeks before you're able to get that back? You call three weeks and four days. And they have never even looked at it yet. It's just been sitting on the shelf. You know when they're going to look at it? Three weeks and six days. So you can do anything that you have right in front of you all the time. Always under-promise, always over-perform. Don't take a bunch of time doing it. Keep your, keep your desktop of life and of your head. Keep it clean. Just do what you say you're going to do and do it all the time. Do it quickly. Do it fast. Do it by this afternoon. It doesn't, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next month. Always under-promise and over-perform. Number three, always start with the end in mind. Remember this. Always start anything, any dream that you ever want to do, always start it with the end in mind, with the goal in mind. Always start with that goal. This is my goal. And then you do everything that you need to do to be able to get that goal. It's got a, it's got a light on it. And that light just beams and it just beams and it beams. And so what you do is you just keep moving in a straight line to be able to get to that beam of light. You see, because the only thing that you'll ever see, remember that, the only thing, or, or let's say it like this, obstacles will be the only thing that you see if you take your eyes off where you want to go. You're always going to see, well, you know, I can't get there, man. It's just taking too long. Oh, you know what? That's what I wanted last year. I don't, I'm not going to want that this year anymore. And all of your life, what happens is one disappointment after the other because hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
So once you know where you want to go, beeline your way in that direction. Don't let anything become distractions. Remember this. Remember this, please, with all my heart, I ask you. Remember this. Remember that the devil cannot destroy you. There is no way in the world. If he could have destroyed you already, he would have destroyed you already. He's not, he's not, he can't do that. There's some, and, and that's not even a religious thing. Just think about it. He's not, if he could destroy you, he would have destroyed you, except for one thing. And that is, he does everything he ever does by distracting you. He can't destroy you. He can only distract you. And when he distracts you, that's where the problems come in. I'm distracted. I get distracted from something. I was going in this direction. All of a sudden, there's just this light over here, and I just get distracted. What does that take? A week, a month, a year? Well, I got to go help this person over here. And so what happens is you just start, you just start going from side to side, and when you go from side to side, you're not making any forward progress when you go side to side. So remember, he can't destroy you. He can only distract you. But always start with the, with the end in mind. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Then the Lord answered me. He said, Write the vision. Make it clear on tablets. Write it. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What does this mean to you? How do you want to handle that? Well, you know, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm older. I, I don't think I should have a vision. Okay. Well, that's the reason why the car stops. Because there's no more GPS. There's no more destination. Well, I'm just wanna, I just want to relax. Just remember, everything is lateral from now on. You're going sideways. The minute that you go forward, you're either going backwards or you're going sideways. Take your pick. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? You know what? If you're, if you're retired, that's great. That's awesome. But you know what? Then talk about where you want to, where you want to travel. Call Jeannie. She'll tell you where to go. Just to, I mean, just call her. Just say, listen, well, you know what? We don't, I don't really want to go somewhere, but, but let's go. We got to do something. I've got to, I've got to have action. I've got to have movement because it's in that movement that God is able to put someone in your path. You can help. It's in that movement. Got to have movement. But if you see the same people all the time, it's that week after week, month after month, that's what kills people. They have no more purpose. They're not serving. They're not loving. They're not caring anymore. So it kills them. They just go, well, why do I need to live? I'm just kind of like giving money back to Give money back to a society. I took all my time trying to make money, and now what I'm doing is I'm just giving it back. Number four. Number four. Communicate, communicate, communicate your vision. Communicate it, communicate it, communicate Who are you communicating it to the most? You. Well, why do I have to keep talking about my vision? Because vision leaks. Sometimes, you know, if you're talking about faith, you know, your faith will leak, leak right out of your eyes when you see some of the crazy stuff that go, goes on. And so, communicate it. Always talk. Always talk about it because it leaks. Always talk about it. Always talk about it. Then number five. Number five. Your vision. What do you want to do? It's got to be compelling. 
got to be something that wakes you up in the morning. It's got to be something. Man, what do you want for your marriage? What do you want for your home? What do you want inside your bank? What do you, what do you want? What, what do you want? If you want nothing, remember your prayer's already answered. You got to answer prayer. Why are you depressed? Your, your, your prayers are answered. You know, don't do that. So your vision must be compelling. You know, it's got to be something. You have to own it. You've got to talk about it. You've got to just say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to get there. Let's go do this. And everybody starts running out there in their pajamas. You know, because, because that's what we think. Then number six. Number six is you need to wear the restraint of your vision. If you want to lose weight, no more Twinkies. The other day, uh, Leanne, we, we went to a place where Leanne's at, and, uh, and we're eating. It was wonderful. She, she was great company. And um, she brought the dessert menu. She did. And there were some really nice things on the dessert menu. But for me, blood sugar is a really important thing for me. Keep my blood sugar down. I wanted what Linda and Liz were eating. And what was the name of that? Sweet potato biscuit bread pudding. Sweet potato, brown sugar, the whole deal, man, just the whole deal. I could mainline brown sugar. I'm telling you, it just, it's, it's simple. I love it when I go to other countries because they don't have white sugar. They only use brown. So I go, oh, this will be all right. You know, I mean, this will be just fine. So I wanted that. But if, in fact, I don't want the blood sugar level, I don't want when I have to go over there because it got me going to the silly general practitioner for checkups and stuff. I don't want him saying to me, so, well, maybe now I think maybe what we need to do is put you on some statins. I'm not going on no statins. So you can have it, have it your way, just like, just like Burger King. Have it your way. You can have it however you want it. You want the sweet potato bread biscuit bread pudding? Is that yeah, Linda remembers. Yeah, with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. You know, you can have you can have the, the biscuit bread pudding if you want it, or you can have the statins. Which would you prefer? And I go, the bread no statins. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that, you know, I wish you could like pay somebody off under the table not to get statins. But there's a, there's a horrible thing when that girl puts that little needle in your arm and she takes your blood and then they, would, they just go read your blood and there's, you can't lie your way out of that. <laughs> I have, I've done everything I could do to lie my way out of what a blood test says. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't work. And then, so you need to wear the restraint of your vision. Put that bit inside your mouth. Don't move. Say, look, no, this is what we're going to do. 
This is how we're going to do it. This is the way my family's going to be. This is the way my, this is the way my bank account's going to be. This is the way my marriage is going to be. I'm going to be in love with my wife. I'm not just going to love her. I'm going to be in love with her. And then number seven is this. Is that, remember this, discipline is not the key to life. People keep talking about, well, you need to be disciplined. You don't need to be disciplined if you have a vision. That vision will carry you. Discipline isn't the key to life. Vision is. You want to get kids off the street? It's vision. They got to know where they're going. The reason why that we're having so much trouble in America, so many people don't know where we're going, and the worst thing we can ever do is throw more money at it. Believe it. You cannot throw enough money into someone's heart to make them love. There's no way you can do it. Parents think that by buying their kids everything that, that their kids are going to love them. It's not true. Because love to them is spelled T-I-M-E. And so just remember that discipline is not the key to life. If you have vision, it'll carry you. You know, today, my only desire was, was for you to be able to see that God's future for you is so much greater so much greater, so much bigger. Man, he believes in you. I know that all of you remember the, you know, the nursery rhyme, the ugly duckling. You remember that. And that ugly duckling, man, it just never fit in. Just was never allowed to play, never, never able to be a part. Only problem was it wasn't a duck. It was a swan. All the grace all the majesty, all the glory that one has as it glides across the pond that is as still as glass. Many of us have never really discovered that's what God has invested in you. You're greater than you think you are. Why are you selling yourself short? Why? Why'd you quit? Why'd you give up your vision? Why? Why did you settle? That's the reason why people are so important to you. People that encourage you to be. Everyone needs to be encouragement. Apostle Paul said what, that when he despaired of life, God sent Titus, which encouraged him. He said, I'm encouraged again. Because you need people. You just can't trust them. That's the reason why that people want others to lie to them. Because even in that lie, they'll find a bit of encouragement. The only problem with lying is being stung in the end. So let me pray for you as I, as I'll see you next time I come. But I wanted to encourage you about you. You're greater. 
You're greater. You're better. And you ever thought you were. Someone's got to tell you that you're pretty and not ugly. Father, thank you so much for my brothers and my sisters. May they cast a vision. May they make it plain. May they run with what you have for them, for their families, for their kids, for their grandkids, Father. May you have them lay out before the family what it is that you've called them to do and be. May you have them May you have them lay out the financial road that they need to take in order to end this life where they give someone something, not need help in order to make it to the end. Bless them. Bless their homes. That everything they put their hands to prospers from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.